The New Orleans Saints brought in two big names for tryouts ahead of training camp. One of them is an absolute must sign for the team. So we got all that and a little bit of lanyard for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as Always, all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, as well as partake in all of our exclusive film studies, Q&As, inside information, and much more, you can head over to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Saints to join the community, which I would love for you to do. On today's episode, oh, as always, my apologies, I am your host, Raj Jackson, at Raj Jackson, NOLA on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media. You can find me as the senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site covering the New Orleans Saints. You can also find me every single Tuesday over on the Locked on NFL podcast and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints, of course, and then some. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Building a championship team is all about each of the players being a perfect fit, and the same goes with your vehicle. So for parts that fit your vehicle, make sure you head over to eBay Motors today. Look for that green check. Stay in the game with eBay's guaranteed fit over at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay's guaranteed fit available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, we saw some bad news across the uh, National Football Conference, the NFC, with um, a former New Orleans Saint undergoing and dealing with a little bit of an injury or at least an injury scare in CJ Garner-Johnson. Can the New Orleans Saints, we'll, we'll update what's going on with him, but can the New Orleans Saints avoid the camp scare this upcoming training camp. We're also going to take a look at two of the tryouts that the New Orleans Saints had or visits that the New Orleans Saints had with NFL veterans. We'll look at Kyle Phillips, the disruptive edge rusher, at least for one season, because he brings a little bit more concern than he brings productivity. But first, I want to start off with Trey Turner, the three-time Pro Bowl guard. And the fact of the matter is that if you're the New Orleans Saints, you need to sign Trey Turner today. Um, and that's where I want to start off on this show because Trey Turner to me is an absolute must sign for the New Orleans Saints. They bring him in for a visit and he is one of these guys that makes this just the perfect and most uh, undeniable amount of sense as a guy that you can bring in. Trey Turner, of course, uh, from here in Louisiana, played college football at LSU, spent time most recently with the Chargers and Washington Commanders, but spent most of his time, of course, with the Carolina Panthers. So the New Orleans Saints are extremely familiar, especially Dennis Allen, who's now the head coach, formerly the defensive coordinator, had to get guys ready to go against Trey Turner twice a season here in New Orleans. They're very familiar with who Trey Turner is, but in case you you're not, let me tell you a little bit about the guy and why the New Orleans Saints absolutely need to bring him in. Big thank you to everybody that's here live on the Locked on Saints YouTube page and everybody that's catching the show later. Much, much love to you. If you're a new newcomer, if you've been here for a long time, thank you very much for being here. So as we look over everything when it comes to Trey Turner, here's what I want to highlight for you. 
Trey Turner, over the course of his time, when it comes to true pass sets. So this eliminates things like uh, screens and RPOs and kind of all those other things. Did not give up a single sack in those true pass sets last year in 187 uh, different sort of counts there. He gave up two sacks in all told pass sets. So that means that the two sets, two sacks that he did give up probably came on things like moving pockets and screens that maybe didn't get out in time. He was playing football with the Washington commanders, so you can imagine the mess that was there. But you look at over the course of his entire career, has never given up double-digit sacks in a season up until two years ago. Ago, his career high in sacks given up was six. Now it's only eight. And he's only given up a total of 23 sacks in his entire career. And that is nine seasons so far in the NFL. He came in at the same time as Derek Carr back in 2014. This guy is the real deal. And he might not be starter material anymore. You look at last season, 15 pressures given up in total, 13 pressures the year before that, 16 the year before that, a lot of sacks during that time. Uh, it was third, it looks like uh, 11 out of 23 over the last three years. I get it. But if you're the New Orleans Saints, you want depth. So even if he's not coming in as a starter, it makes a ton of sense for you because you don't know how long Andrus Pete's going to be available. You don't know how long uh, Cesar Ruiz is going to take to come back fully from his Liz Frank injury or from his foot injury, all of that. I think that Trey Turner is the type of guy that is also a great veteran presence, that has a ton of NFL experience, and that has the production to show you that he is absolutely somebody that can protect your quarterback. And if you're the New Orleans Saints right now, the guard spot, the interior offensive line should be your number one concern with not only building up depth, but also building up effectively your starting role, everything. You want to build that up because you've got a pocket passer back in the building. Now, I know Jameis Winston, for the most part, was a pocket passer, but you know he can run. And Derek Carr's mobility is something that he can use now and then to get out of trouble. And they would even probably use in you know tricky situations and stuff like that. But one of the things that you look at is that you need to be able to shore up your depth on the interior. Great question here from somebody that's asking, why is Trey Turner available? There's a lot of veterans that are available and don't take contracts until after OTAs and after minicamps. This isn't out of the ordinary. You look at guys like Yannick Ngakwe and, uh, and Dominic Sue and some of these other guys that are still out there that absolutely could have probably signed contracts early on in free agency that aren't going to because they don't want to put their body at risk during OTAs, minicamps, mandatory minicamps, rookie minicamps, stuff that doesn't mean anything for you as a veteran. So why sign then when you can wait and sign before training camp? We're seeing this more and more for teams all around the NFL. We saw it with guys, you know, with guys that the Saints signed last year as well. So I like the idea of bringing in Trey Turner and just simply allowing him to be another depth guy for you. Imagine having the depth for the New Orleans Saints offensive line of Trey Turner. And then, of course, you've also got guys like James Hurst that you trust. The New Orleans Saints really like Lewis Kidd. They just invested with Nick Saldaveri they would have the opportunity to be able to go a couple of different directions here. Maybe that ends up allowing them to be in a situation to where they're able to have a couple of interior guys in Nick Saldaveri and Trey Turner. You've got a guy in James Hurst that can play inside and out. So then maybe you land with Landon Young, who can play either of those tackle spots for you as a backup. And then you have your nine offensive linemen pretty much ready to go going into 2023. That's not a bad situation to be in at all. Trey Turner does not have to come to New Orleans to be a starter. If he can come to New Orleans to be 
a depth piece and a player that can come in and be a really, really good reserve for you, that's a fantastic win for the New Orleans Saints. And that's one of the reasons why I think they should absolutely not hesitate and get a contract done with Trey Turner ASAP if they were able to get it done, as long as the physical and the visit and all that stuff goes well, right? This is stuff that we're not going to know about. He's either going to sign a contract or not, and we'll just have to kind of wait and see what that ends up being. But if he's able to get all of it done, and if he's able to be in a situation to where he's able to show you all of that and show that he could be a reliable piece for you as a depth piece, then I absolutely think that Trey Turner is a must sign for you if you're the New Orleans Saints. And I'm not just saying that because he played for the LSU Tigers. All right. I'm saying that because of his NFL production and what he's been able to do uh, all throughout the NFL and his familiarity with what it is that the New Orleans Saints want to do, and even his familiarity with the Carolina Panthers and what they have been doing as well. Although some of those things will change, of course, now with Frank Reich in the building. So that's the piece that I look at. Um, I like the idea of looking at what is the most questionable position on the offensive line, Nola Ant here. Um, and I would say the offensive interior. And that's why I think Trey Turner is such a natural fit for you and why he's a must sign for the New Orleans Saints. All right, coming up next, we're going to take it from the offensive line to the defensive line, which could use some depth as well, including even Cam Jordan himself bringing up a question about it. And the New Orleans Saints may have taken a step towards because not only, or a step forward there, because not only did they bring in Trey Turner, but they brought in a defensive end as well. Let's talk about how he could potentially land and impact the New Orleans Saints in 2023 as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at Better Help Therapy Online. We are sponsored by Better Help Therapy Online. If you are somebody that is looking for uh, trying out therapy for the first time, maybe, or you're somebody that is you know looking to uh, you know give yourself a situation here to where you're able to get the help maybe that you're looking for. You want to be able to work out your mind the way that you work out at the gym with your body and things like that. BetterHelp's a great place to get it done because no traffic. You don't have to deal with all that. You don't have to deal with things like uh, uh, you know waiting rooms and, and all that. And you're not stuck with one therapist. A lot of times it ends up happening. It ends up being a big time barrier of entry for people who are looking for um, you know, therapy and, and, and looking to undergo and, and maybe take on this opportunity. And BetterHelp makes it all easy for you because you can do it from the comfort of your own home. It's cheaper than traditional therapy, and you don't have to worry about the waiting rooms and the traffic and all that other stuff. So let therapy be your map over with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on so you can get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. All right, family, we are continuing today's episode of Locked on Saints here live on the Locked on Saints YouTube page. Appreciate everybody for being here live or check out the show later. And as always, I thank you very much for all of those of you who are coming through and making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day as our everydayers here on the show. All right, so now I want to take a look at another big move that the, or not big move, but another potential move that the Saints could make after bringing in not only Trey Turner, for a tryout, but they brought in another player for the tryout this time over on a, on the defensive side as well. What's going on, Michael? And so I look at the New Orleans Saints bringing in Kyle Phillips, the former New York Jets defensive end, as a move that comes with maybe more concern than production, but could still make some sense. 
Um, the fact of the matter is that Kyle Phillips had a fantastic rookie season when he arrived in the NFL from the Tennessee Volunteers, which is a program that the New Orleans Saints have really, really enjoyed, uh, you know, bringing in players from, right? You look at all the Tennessee Volunteers on the roster, all the Ohio State Buckeyes on the roster. Kyle Phillips is another Tennessee Volunteer. And when you look at his rookie season, his rookie season back in 2019, 17 total pressures. He had several tackles for a loss. He had four sacks credited by uh, Pro Football Focus. I think the NFL counts him as three and a half. Remember, Pro Football Focus counts half sacks as full sacks. Um, he also brought in, you know, uh, six different six quarterback hits and spent a lot of time just being disruptive when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the pass rushing game. Now, when you look at where he, you know, kind of qualified as a run defender, he was up there pretty high as well, depending upon how you feel about pro football focus grades, 76.6, 65.4, 69.8 grades, respectively. So all respectable grades, but he didn't play in 2022. And a part of that was because that rookie sort of setup, that, that, that kind of future, that projection that everybody kind of built on him, built off of his rookie season was just never matched. Even though he had 17 pressures that he racked up, uh, as well as 27 tackles in 2019, he only he ended up missing a bunch of games in 2020 as well as 2021. He actually ended up missing games in 2021 because of the injury back in 2020 because he started on the PUP list. So then he ends up only with six total pressures in 2020, in 2020, seven in 2021. That's not the same as 17, his rookie season. His tackles went from 27 to six and seven. So I think right now what you're looking at is a lot of injury concern when it comes to Kyle Phillips. And do you trust the New Orleans Saints to be the place based upon their recent track record when it comes to injuries to be the place that somebody with injuries shows up and gets right? I would completely understand if your answer to that is not so much. Completely understand that. But he is a good run defender. He does not get penalized very often. Even in that 2020 or 2019 season where he played 549 total snaps, he only had two penalties. Uh, he played 234 last year, 171 the year before that, only one penalty in each of those seasons. So you can see that there's discipline there. You can see absolutely that there is pass rush productivity there, especially if you look at some of those uh, grades from previous seasons. 2021, not so great. His pass rush win rate was only 7.8. So he was pretty low, even for his team last year. This is a guy that was a teammate with, uh, or excuse me, not last year, the year before last, his last full season that he played. But this is a guy that was you know, the former teammate of Nathan Shepard, who's now here in New Orleans. So there's some familiarity with all of that as well. So I think that when you look at where Kyle Phillips ends up potentially having an impact for New Orleans, this is a rotational piece. But is he going to beat guys like Tono Passigno? Is he going to beat a guy like Isaiah Foskey? No. Is he going to beat a guy like Carl Granderson? It doesn't look like it. So where does he really fit in? Are you bringing him in just to be another body in camp? Or do you bring him in because you think there's a legitimate shot that he's going to be able to win a roster spot? And if the answer isn't the latter, then maybe this isn't the right fit. And maybe instead you do go for somebody that is able to have a little bit of a more proven track record over the more recent seasons that's not coming off of missing an entire year and that instead shows up and is able to kind of build off of the momentum that they've already built for themselves. When we look at Kyle Phillips when it comes to pass rush win rate, even that 2019 season where he was much, much better, only a 5.2% win percentage. If you're wondering kind of like where you would expect to see somebody, you really want to see them in the double digits, 10 or more percent. So him being halfway there 
is a bit of an issue and is a bit of a concern. So as I mentioned uh, to, to start this conversation, the concern is maybe outweighing the productivity here. So that's the spot that I look at in terms of maybe this isn't the fit. So where can the New Orleans Saints look? Well, I think Yannick Ngakwe is still the most popular name that's out there. He's a Drew Rosenhaus guy. It's probably not going to be um, you know, a situation to where he's going to take a one-year deal or something like that. But if you're willing to give him a two-year deal, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, and the reason why I brought up Cam Jordan before is because Cam Jordan actually asked this question. I posted on Twitter. I said, what are the biggest questions you want to see answered over the course of camp? He quote tweeted that and he mentioned or quote X that. I don't know what to call it anymore. And mentioned that his camp cue is, are the New Orleans Saints going to bring in a veteran defensive end or bring in a veteran defensive tackle? And I think that what what uh, Cam's really looking for here is, are they going to be able to bring in somebody else that's going to be able to come in and be another pass rushing defensive presence, whether it be at edge or whether it be on the interior? Kyle Phillips could potentially be that guy, but is he any better than the guys that are already in the building? I don't think so. And so really the way that I adjust the frame of thought is, and this isn't usually my frame of thinking when it comes to signing somebody before camp, it's you probably want to grab the guy that's more likely to maybe compete and actually make the 53-man roster. I think sometimes you sign some guys before camp to be able to bring them in and have them be able to take some reps off of some of the other guys, maybe show you what they could do, maybe end up on the practice squad. That might be where Kyle Phillips ends up being, but I think that there's still options out there that you can find that could potentially come in and contribute for you. A popular name that's out there is Chase Young. I don't think you go down that route because he also has more concerns than production for me, at least. But maybe the New Orleans Saints feel differently. He's got the Ohio State Buckeye connection, all of that. But I think what you want to do is probably steer away from some of these guys that are going to be uh, in a situation to where you know you're having a you're having to manage injuries and stuff like that. I don't think you want to start there. I think you want to start with production over concern. I don't think Kyle Phillips gets that done for you, and I'm not sure that Chase Young even is a guy that can get that done for you as well. But that might be my unpopular opinion of the day. So it'll be interesting though because I do still think. In regards to Cam Jordan's question, will they bring in a veteran defensive end? Will they bring in a veteran defensive tackle? I think the answer to both of those should be yes, but now we have to wait and see if the New Orleans Saints get that done. Coming up next, CJ Gardner-Johnson, former New Orleans Saint, had a camp scare. I'm going to update you on what's going on with him and the Detroit Lions, but we're also going to have a conversation around how the New Orleans Saints can and whether or not they can, rather, avoid some camp scares of their own, particularly when it comes to injury, which has not been an easy realm for them to navigate here recently. Got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our look at how the New Orleans Saints and whether or not the New Orleans Saints can kind of get through and pass some of these camp scares. And we're already starting to see them, right? Some of them are camp scares that have to do with the NFI list or the non-football injury list, as well as the PUP list or the physically unable to perform list. Those are ones that don't really have a situation to where you feel like you have to be super concerned. That's months and months of people who have been injured away from the game coming in and saying, hey, I need another day or two before I can take this physical or, or whatever it might be. Like it could be that casual. It could be something bigger, but oftentimes it's something a little bit more casual. Um, so I think that for New Orleans, 
if they want to avoid the camp scares, the key is going to be avoiding the the soft tissue injuries. That's going to be the big thing. And the Saints did a good job of that last year. If you look at even all the injuries that they suffered last year, not a lot of them were soft tissue injuries. Not a lot of ACL, MCL, Achilles, uh, you know, injuries, soft tissue, groin injuries, stuff like that. Now we've seen a couple to start the year. We've seen Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid both with some soft tissue injuries, but the Saints not being super concerned about those, but being very cautious around them, which I think is the, the wise thing to do. You look at Nick Sal, the very same thing, calf injury, that's considered a soft tissue injury. Again, being really, really kind of cautious around that. So if you're the Saints, you kind of see this pattern starting to where you're starting to see some of these soft tissue, what I'll call tweaks, not necessarily injuries, but tweaks. It kind of worries you a little bit because you don't want to see that continue to build up. Now, what we saw across the conference in the NFC with the Detroit Lions, former New Orleans Saint. C.J. Garner-Johnson went down with a knee injury. He was carted off the field. He was visibly upset, according to reports of folks that were there. Uh, the 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 Lions staff writer, uh, 2010, uh, 2010 uh, talked about it and everything, tweeted about it earlier. I, I do think that there is something here to where you say, okay, you look at that happening to C.J. Garner-Johnson, and if you're a Saints fan who's probably still a fan of C.J. Garner-Johnson, you hope for good news around him. And according to Tom Palacero of NFL Network, who also broke the news that uh, Kyle Phillips had visited with the New Orleans Saints, by the way, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. And that's good. That's a great That's a great thing. Now, you're hoping not only to see that luck for a former New Orleans Saint, you're hoping to see that kind of luck for the New Orleans Saints. And so I think that when we are getting into training camp here to where the Saints are going to be starting up in two days on Wednesday, you want to see those soft tissue injuries. You want to see the good luck that, fingers crossed, CJ Gardner-Johnson also had. And so... A big part of the way for the Saints to be able to do that are some things that they've already started to do. They've incorporated a ton of technology into their practices to make sure that people aren't being overworked. This is the zebra technology route that they have gone for years and years and years where they use the RFID type information and player tracking to make sure that, okay, this player's right side is being overworked. Let's line them up on the left side for today and things like that, as well as, you know, what's the time on task? How long have you been practicing? How much have, how many miles have you run this week? Things like that to where they can start to kind of curb some of the bad things that could potentially happen habitually or without even understanding because you're just practicing. You're just practicing. And so maybe there's a situation to where you can avoid some of those things with this RFID and your continued development or continued um, reliance upon that type of technology. The second part is, is again, the addition of Matt Rea, who came in last year and who helped a ton to eliminate those soft tissue injuries. Again, last year had a whole bunch of you know injuries for the New Orleans Saints, but they weren't injuries that made you go, oh, it's another soft tissue injury. It's this soft tissue injury. It's that soft injury. They didn't have a ton of those. They had a couple, don't get me wrong, but they didn't have a lot of those. They had the Liz Frank injuries that were a bit of an issue. They had the Mark Ingram injury, which I think, injury, which I think you would call the soft tissue injury. But outside of that, they didn't really have a lot of those. So I think that that's a, a good step forward for New Orleans. You want to see that continue. Here's the other thing. The Saints brought in uh, an analytics expert from the Jets. Now, when you bring in an analytics expert, you always kind of think about um, you know, uh, on-field analytics. Do we go for it on fourth and one? Do we not go for it on fourth and one? If you're Brandon Staley, you're asking questions like, do we go for it on fourth and 10? Do we not go for it on fourth and 15? All of those things. I mean, some of the stuff that he did last year was just wild. I'm surprised he kept his job. But the other place where kind of the analytics help is when you're preparing for a season. And so that's another place where maybe some of those things end up having an impact for you. And then lastly, it's just got to be 
up to the players that the players have to take care of themselves. They have to show up in shape. They have to show up healthy and ready to go and all that. Veterans report on Tuesday and then training camp begins in earnest on Wednesday. I'll be out there for training camp on Wednesday. We'll continue to bring you two a days, keeping you updated with everything that's going on uh, with the Saints. But I do think you really hope that this is a team that can finally curb its injury luck. It's bad luck that it's had. I mean, they started a historic number of starters two years ago. Um, they could have entered that conversation last year. If you really think about the Saints injuries last year, here's how it really impacted them. The starting five secondary never took a single snap together. If we accept that Trevor Pinning was to be the starting left tackle to start the season, the starting offensive line never took a single snap together. The linebackers, they had some trouble staying healthy with Pete Werner in and out. Thankfully, they had Cade Nellis. There's your value when it comes to depth. And even the defensive line dealt with a lot of injuries. And then when you think about the wide receivers, your given starting three, your big three at wide receiver last year played two and a half games together, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave. Because Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry both dealt, both dealt with injuries early during the third game, during the second game leading into the third game, however you want to look at it. And then after that, Michael Thomas was done for the rest of the season. So they never even really got their starting. And then they had an injury at quarterback as well. So they only had their starting quarterback for three weeks. You get the idea. This team last year maybe didn't start a record number of players that they did two years ago. But boy, when it came to the most important positions on the field, did they ever continue to deal with those injuries? Never playing their started secondary for a single snap. Never playing their starting offensive lineman for a single snap. Three games of their quarterback. Three games of their wide receivers and more. I think that says something. And you want to see the New Orleans Saints curb that injury luck and start to see less scare and more positives when it comes to what this team is going to be able to do uh, as the um, when it comes to their health and being able to get started for the regular season. So here's where we are. This is where we are. The New Orleans Saints are going to begin training camp in two days. Uh, we should be hearing from folks Earlier than that, we'll see. Uh, I will have another episode for you tomorrow. I appreciate you, all you everydayers out there for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Tomorrow's first episode is going to be about the defensive side of the football when it comes to the 53-man roster projection. If you want my roster projections before camp on the offensive side, that episode's already available for you. The roster projection after that, of course, is going to be on the defensive side. So that'll drop tomorrow morning and then tomorrow afternoon, another episode, probably more around 5.30 Central Time, 6 p.m. Central Time, if you want to come over to Locked on Saints podcast and YouTube page to join that live. I appreciate y'all as always for making Locked on Saints a part of your day and a part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on all the social medias at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.